everybody, and welcome to a uh, another episode of the Coaching Roundtable with Isabel and Daniel, my co-hosts. I'm Ashley Drew, and uh, it's been a while, and it's been a while for some good reasons. Isabel? Yes, hello. It's been a while because, yes, I was out of the country for a bit, and I mean, I'm sure we could have still done a podcast, but I had a few other things happening and on my mind, so yeah, so we can chat all about that in a minute. How did you sneak out of the country? I didn't think anyone could leave. No. Believe you me, it was an expensive process that involved a lot of testing. Um, but, yeah, um, considering we never um, isolated once to avoid COVID, we didn't get COVID in any country and we were all hunky-dory to travel everywhere we wanted to travel. Awesome. That is excellent. And, Daniel, how about yourself? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, Good. Not at my uh, last, since we spoke, it hasn't been as exciting as uh, Isabel's um, adventures, but it's been good. Um, I, you know, I got to have the um, a very 2022 experience, and my whole family got COVID. Ashley knows all about that as well. Yes. And um, so, so two out of three uh, coaches in this podcast have had had the big C, the big COVID. Sorry, little. I should call it little C. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. Um, no, it was all right. Other than that, we're going. It wasn't too bad, but we're we're just trucking along. Yeah, excellent. Well, I qualify for my fourth booster, so that's coming up. Awesome. Nice. Uh, you know, I, well, I am getting used to it. Why? why? <laughs> uh, I have a compromised immune system. Yeah, but but you caught COVID anyway. Oh yeah, you're still going to catch it. It's it's just a so so. If you already caught it. Why would you need? Another booster. It just it will less it will increase my uh, T cells or some cell, and then I will when severe. I catch it again, uh, it won't be as severe. That's the theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just add it to my drug load. The fact is, I'm on a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So today's episode, we're talking about a few things. We we are going to touch on on your adventures, Isabel. But uh, and also, I think we, we, I guess, like we have done the last few episodes, talk about uh, what we've all sort of been up to generally. And but primarily, we want to we want to touch on like returning to running because actually, you're making you're making great steps forward with your running and and getting to a point where you can can run, which is pretty exciting. And um, yeah, but I think before we go on, I just want to say because we haven't mentioned it yet. Congratulations, Isabel, um, on um, your engagement. So, ah, yes, well there we go. Oh, yes, congratulations. Thank Excellent. you, yes. Yeah. How, and, so, and, you know, it, it reminds you that although running is really important, there are other things in life as well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What? I know, right? <laughs> and Ron did it um, at the – did you do it near the start line? of at, um, No. So it was a few days before, just when we were um, sitting around the campfire, you know, so just us. Yeah, so it was nice. Yeah. It's good. Awesome. Having someone who has a common interest helps, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, my God. It makes life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well done. Just like a couple of young lovebirds. Oh, yes. <laughs> young. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah. And, and then there's wedding. Did a bit of gallivanting around Canada as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love Canada. It's my, 
Oh, I just I just love Canada. It's like where my soul is, I think, sometimes. Um, and I just love running on snow. And although yeah. it's cold there, like you don't feel it because the sun's out. I mean, you feel it, but it's not as bad as, say, here, yeah. you know. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's been, it was an awesome, awesome trip, you know, so good after these last few years to get away. <clears throat> yeah. You know, but it's it's never long enough, although it was long enough for living out of a suitcase, but it's never long enough. Yeah. It um, must have felt, felt so good, yeah, to be to be um, travelling and seeing – you almost like th- feel like those places don't exist anymore because they're, they're so far removed from it. So um, I was going to say, what's an airport like these days? Yeah, it's not as busy as it was. <clears throat> and um, uh, it, 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 it was surreal because, you know, especially going to Los Angeles, normally <clears throat> when I fly into LAX, it is like – packed and I'm always freaking out if I'm going to make my connecting flight it was like a bloody ghost town there was nobody where you have to go through customs and all that sort of stuff it was like it was empty like literally there's normally thousands upon thousands of people there was like five wow Mm -hmm. oh but I have to tell you my typical Isabel story um (laughs) seriously Arriving in Canada, we were told, you know, people get randomly chosen to get tested for COVID when they arrive in Canada. We had three flights land from America into Canada and only one person got randomly chosen. Guess who it was? It was an Isabel, was it? Yeah. I swear to God, out of three flights, I was the only one that got chosen. And I don't know what it is about me, but I always get bomb tested, drug tested, everything. And they've actually found bomb residue on me before um, when I've been bomb tested. Everything. I always get everything, seriously. And out of three flights, I was the only one. So we're like the only people left in the airport while I'm getting tested and all this stuff. It was just crazy. It's seriously. What do they do if you happen to have COVID and you don't know what they they put you back then on the plane? Um, I would have to go into quarantine while I'm in Canada. <clears throat> oh, so oh, that would have been There was a lot of praying going on. So, yeah, because <laughs> wouldn't that be an awesome trip? Two weeks in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, that would be an awesome trip. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> luckily, Look at that snow out there. Wouldn't that be nice to run on? Oh. <laughs> That's how you want to be. No, no, no. Luckily, luckily, I was all clear, you know, which I kind of knew I would be, but there's always that little fear, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, it's funny. I didn't get, I didn't have my first test for COVID at all. First PCR was last year before post Cosy, And since then, I've had about a bajillion because of all this travelling. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Um, yeah. Should we... Do you mind if we ask you just a couple of, I know you've probably unpacked this a fair bit already, a little bit about the um, that little that little race you did over there. Yes. Um, yeah. if you, I mean, you want to call it a, a race. Um, yeah, I don't know, you know what it's, it is. It's an adventure. It's an, an adventure. A nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Barclay Marathons, um, for people who haven't been following along, Isabel had a another, got to line up in probably the toughest race on earth again. Yeah. And after a few, like after COVID held you back so much, and then, and then, um, yeah, how did it go? Do we? <laughs> well, it went as expected. Um, it didn't finish, surprisingly, or should I say, unsurprisingly, because in yeah. fact nobody finished. 
and yeah. um, nobody got more than a fun run. But in saying that, uh, the first woman finished a fun run for a very long time, and um, the course is much harder since the last woman completed a fun run. And I always knew Jasmine Paris. If anyone was going to do it, it would be Jasmine Paris because she's awesome and amazing and a tough runner. Um, but, yeah, you know, um, I went out there, I, I, you know, it's it's a tough race and you've got to go so hard right from the start when your body's cold and everything's cold and, and you don't know where you're going really. Um, you know, I mean, you've got a map, but, you know. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's a tough race, but, you know, this time I was never on my own. There was always either some, there was always someone around me. I was always paired up with someone. Um, so it was really good in that way. You know, I met lots of people as per usual and I, you know, it's, it's a great experience, but it's, it's tough and it's a big expense and a big stress for a race that really, you, you know, you're not going to, you're really not going to go as well as you would like, you know, generally, you know, so. But you're not, yeah, it, it's, he's made it so much harder now and it's almost, no one has finished it in a couple of years, have they? Quite a few years, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think it's gone to the point where it's almost like too hard now, like. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's like almost demotivating a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, at least I, I find it is. I'm sure plenty of people find that still motivating, but like Carl Sabell, or however you pronounce his name, um, I mean, this was his second crack at it, and he's a bloody good runner, and he still couldn't get beyond three loops. And yeah. you know, um, he's an awesome runner. And and even um, John Kelly, you know, he had issues out there, and and tapped himself out. And you know, so many people like awesome runners, and and they're not able to to even do four loops. So yeah, I think it's I don't know, it's sort of I don't know what to do, what 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 Les should do about it, you know, or yeah yeah does it um at what point yeah at some point i feel like people will start to lose a bit of interest I, i'll be honest i i was like kind of mildly not disappointed in you at all no, but no, like no, no. disappointed generally that no one even got close to finishing you know right. like the, so so like at what point does it also become it's not a battle of fitness because you're fit you're damn fit those guys are damn fit mm. it, it's, it's so much of it's navigation and it's just toughness, isn't it? Like, yeah, and and it's beyond navigation. Like you know, Gulian was out there and and he had a page in his hand and it blew out of his hand, um, in the wind. And I was like, well, what's the point? He he pulled out because there was no point in continuing because that page, you know, and and um, and and Carl got so delirious he got lost and ended up in Petros talking to rubbish bins and, and the locals called the cops on him because they thought he was insane or something um so you know it and it's yes it's gotten I totally agree with you Daniel and that's what I mean by I think it's getting demotivating because it's like what's the point in, in being interested in it because nobody is going to be finishing you know what I'm saying like I'm still interested obviously people are still interested I'm not saying that nobody is but I think that interest will start to wane unless we get some finishes within the next year or two you know yeah yeah, yeah. you need you need people in that kind of race to get close to the finish yeah at least close even if they don't finish they're close to the finish they're on their fifth lap yeah and they didn't make time yeah something you know something like that when you're so far off finishing 
you know, it, it does suddenly become, wow, is this actually doable anymore? Yeah. And it, it kind of becomes like the four-minute mile barrier thing. Oh, yeah. This, this is more than the four-minute mile because yeah. it's, it's at the point where I don't even, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like... So, yeah, and this is a construct of, of human, you know, this is just a human construct. We haven't, you know, it's not like the four-minute mile yeah, where that's right. it's just trying to beat a time. This is something that's been constructed by Laz and, you know, he then has reconstructed it to make it more difficult. Mm. Will he reconstruct it now to make it less difficult? Well, goodness knows. It's... You could get the, I feel like you could get the best. I mean, you've already got some of the best runners in the world attempting it. Mm. Like, I mean, what do you do? You get like the Killigans or, the, or, or someone who's like, in, who's supremely fitter than anyone else like the lithuanian um who just broke the the 100k world record did you hear about that guy um sorokin yeah. um did 604 for 100 kilometers on the you know which is and he's broke he's broken a number of kuros's um Giannis kuros's world records recently you know obviously it's that's not his domain but i'm saying if you get like, the fittest fastest ultra runners in the world they're probably still not going to finish it, you know, like, because there's so many factors. Because there's so so many variables. It's not just about being fast and being fit. It's about being, um, you know, well, obviously um, being able to navigate. It's also being able to be fast on off off trail. Um, You know, he got that world record on what, the track or something? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, and, you know, and dealing with, unbelievably difficult weather and you know um it's it's so many different things so yeah it's it barclay is very much adventure racing more than ultra racing yes. because you have to self-navigate and you are completely off track there is no track that you're I mean, able to jump on the trail but yes i mean the, yes the, you know in general when you're off trail you are off trail yeah, and then you're having to make decisions fatigued, and no human makes good decisions fatigued. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. Yeah. So, are you? So, the possibility of you going back ever? To be honest, pr- pretty slim. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's an expensive adventure, yeah. um, and there's so many things I want to do, and, and sadly, I'm not getting younger. So, um, no, I know, right? Um, <laughs> uh, and there's so many things I want to do and to put all my money onto that when, you know, it's, I would like to do some other things as well. So, yeah, we shall have to see. So uh, it's not going to be a honeymoon at Barclay? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, the week Ron and I had there beforehand was really like a, a lovely holiday. There was no one else at the park. I thought there'd be heaps of um, other races at the park, but everyone else chose to stay at, you know, B&Bs and that. We got an awesome camper van and and, um, and it was, the weather was like 22 degrees during the day and we would just go running and, you know, and sit around the campfire of an evening, you know, and it was actually, it was a lovely holiday if I could just try and put the stress of what was coming up out of my mind. Um, it was actually a really, really nice holiday before you know that week before well that that bit's awesome that's probably worth the expense yeah yeah well oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i feel like once you were on um 
and then you were probably traveling around Canada. You probably forgot about it pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Because I was pretty upset, like, and, and you know, kind of embarrassed because, like, I wanted to show that I could do well and people were following it and, you know. But I, I, I sort of wallowed in it a little bit for, for one day and then the next day I'm just like, well, you know, life, there's a rest of life and really it's, it's a run and it's, it's meant to be something we do for fun and for a challenge. And okay, so I didn't make it, but you know, such as yeah. life, move on, you know. Um, uh, you know, like the engagement, that's a that's a bigger um life experience. And and for instance, and I and I don't mean to be a diner, but um I had to put my dog down last night and and you know what? I I'd I'd originally had planned to have a Zoom chat with with my paces about my race, which I've been, you know, oh, so important, this race, this race. And then last night the dog collapsed and, and we had to take him to the vet. And I completely forgot everything about the race, the Zoom call, everything. And it just goes to show that although running is important, when life comes up, what's most important is life and the people or, and Jack was kind of a person, the people you love mm. and your relationships. And yes, running's important, but everything, you know, every, there's so much important, and relationships are the most important thing. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but no, you know, mm. yeah, not to get hung up on a bad race or a bad workout or whatever. Be grateful for all the relationships you have and all the other good things and the ability that physically. I mean, I'm I'm 51, and <laughs> you know, don't tell anyone. Um, and um, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of people my age who, who couldn't run at all, you know, and so I should be grateful of, of what I can do. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm very sorry to hear about your dog, but you yeah. running is something that adds to life. It is not something yeah. that is essential to life, although yeah. some of us would consider it that at times. Yes, but at it's, times. it is definitely the base of life is not running. Yep. yeah that, that is an addition it is more of an icing on the cake yes. and you know if you're having a bad day and you miss out on the icing but you're still eating cake it's a pretty good day yeah yeah exactly. yeah, yeah and, i'm and sorry you, about your dog yeah. i i um my dog's getting old as well he's he's 13 and wow. he's a chunky chunky dog now and i mean he's still got a few good years left in him but i'll be the kids ask about, oh, when's he going to die? And I'm like, don't ask that. I don't know. I think because I've had the dog longer than I've had the kids. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I think I'll be the one that won't deal with it. Just So I'm really sorry to hear about you, Jack. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, he was they are um, definitely members of the family. There's no doubt about that. And he was the dog that we got sort of at the start of all the lockdowns and he really got us through, you know. Um, yeah, a focus. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, enough, enough, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, look, um, I think Barclay was a great experience, but, you know, I, I had to move on from that because the first yeah. time I did it, I got really upset about not doing well and it hung around with me for a while and um, that wasn't good for my mental health. So this time, you know, I think I learned a lot about how to deal with that sort of stuff and, and I think I often see athletes who get really upset when a race doesn't go well but I think yeah if you put it in the perspective of life um you can see that it's still a great experience that you can learn from and 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 still 
reflect on well. You know, it was still an awesome experience. And like I said, I met fun people and awesome people. And, you know, I'm glad I did it, but it didn't turn out the way I wanted. You know, yeah. that's okay. But you've, you've got so much more to look forward to. You've got another a reasonably big race coming up. Oh, I know. Are you doing, you're doing DU135? Yes. And there's yeah. another one, like, they, I don't know what the course is yet because they haven't put it out. Um, and that's what we were going to have the, um, the, the Zoom call about last night, you know, just to talk about trying to figure out where to meet. But, like, seeing as we don't know the course, I don't know. So, um, yeah, so that's another one. It's probably more of a hiking course than a running course. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's the same sort of deal. It's completely off track, unknown yep. course until a couple of weeks out. A couple of days. 35 miles of... of of hell yeah and ultimately only two people finished last year and only they were men no women finished um and to be honest i looked at the starting list i think there's only four women entered this year and i think there's only about 36 people entered in total so yeah, yeah. you should do Definitely like a, a hardcore race yeah after this you should go out and just like do a half marathon or something isabel well, <laughs> or, or, a, or a park run where the, yeah. where the course is marked and there's yes, all these people around run. I'm doing a race every month just for something different. Um, but they're off of their mountain races. Like I'm doing the um, bright 42K, which will take me, that's got like so much elevation. And then in July, I'm coming to South Australia to do the Ultra Adelaide or something, but it's a 50 Oh, yeah. Yep. Sure. And then yeah. in August, we're doing Wonderland. I'll have to find something for September. So, yeah, um, so I'm doing just like around 50Ks, which is kind of like a half marathon for ultra runs. Yeah, oh, that's good. Oh, well, then when you come to Adelaide, because you were going to come a while yes. back, but then COVID and shit. This is the rollover. Um, yeah. We've chosen this race as the rollover, so, yeah. Oh, well, we've got to awesome. go for a couple of runs then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, um, so your race, the um, down under 135, is the same weekend. I'm doing a race as well, actually. Oh, I'm, what are you doing? Uh, it's, there's a run. It's called the Run Adelaide 100. It's, 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 um. It's 100, oh, it's 120 kilometers, and it's around. <laughs> so even though they call it 100, I love um, it. Ultra, ultra race. It's good. It's good, good rounding. They, they did maths well at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rob. Rounding. Rob, that 20 k's is valuable. It's a oh, like no? it's, <laughs> it's not an extra five. It's it's almost an extra half marathon, and I'm gonna feel that. It actually will be the second furthest I've ever run. So ah. like, yeah. So um, but yeah, it's just essentially it's a giant, enormous loop of Adelaide. Of, ah. um, so it starts in... Oh, you're doing the, so you're doing the outskirts? Yeah, you run along the river. You start at West Beach, which is down... You know, down so on the, is it on, like, bike path or is it on... What's it on? So it's mixed terrain. So the first 30 kilometres is all along the bike path that goes next to the Torrens River, or the river, the mighty river Torrens. Um, and then we go up into the Adelaide Hills and across um, a, a little bit on really like tre treacherous trail and then there's lots of country dirt roads and then there's more treacherous trail there's lots of navigation because it's a it's a new it's actually a route that was designed by the adelaide um like a, a hiking club and that the adelaide walkers or whatever and so um the route hasn't even been fully they're still finalizing the actual course because there's heaps of sections where you um are on private property and stuff so getting all permissions for that what's that race called Run Adelaide 100. Um, Just um, looking it up on my phone. That's yeah. really interesting. 
and then it finishes. Isabel's just adding it to her list for 2023. <laughs> and then, then it runs down and you finish. <laughs> you, you go down onto the, so you, you spend first 35 on flat and then the next 70 kilometres is along, is through the hills and trails and roads and then and then the and you come out on the beach down way down at Seacliff and it's 15 kilometres dead straight north going along the beach to finish where you started. Are, so, are you actually on the oh beach God, or are you on that path that's up on top of the bank? Have you seen the map? I'm just looking at it. I mean, because I love doing my runs as a loop, right? That is the most awesome loop. Oh, my God, I want to do that. that looks- oh, you should. <laughs> oh, next year, come and do it. Yes. It's, it's um, yeah, Ben Hawkins, who's an uh, oh, Ben Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. He's just because he's got. He should direct lots of races, but I now he's given up race directing. He's just got these races. He's just oh. got four races that he directs. It's part of a series. This is re- called, this is retirement directing. Yeah, we've got. And he's he, got he called. Series. I like it. He calls it the Ultra Hard Series. Yeah. So the oh, idea yeah. of it is, if you want to be on the podium, you're not allowed to have a pacemaker. Um, so oh. so. So just adding, and so, and there's lots more self-sufficiency um, required. So sort of like, up, it's sort of up your alley a bit there, Isabel, because mm-hmm. it's sort of, I like that idea that you, he doesn't want to hold people's hand as much. So there's not yeah. as many aid stations. Um, and so you've got to be like, um, I've had to do this, you know, like a fair bit of really sort of analyzing the course, knowing where the, where to make the right turns and stuff like that because it's not heaps clear. To be honest, I think for 120Ks, you don't really need a pacer. Like, no. You know, you can manage. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to have a look at all those other races. That looks really interesting. I love that loop. What a cool race. It's a good idea. And I mean, like, to be able to start and finish in the one spot, there's been a handful of people that have done the loop mm. as an FKT. Oh, I think okay. they the current record is held by um, Sonia Jansons, who she and um, she's a friend of mine. She's a great runner. She did um, she did it in fourteen hours, but that was with, but that was with lots of navigation issues. And so, uh-huh. well, no, she did about fourteen. Hours is good. Yeah, well, I'm fourteen eight, hours I, is flying. I'd like to do around fourteen if I if things go well, but, um, but you know, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself, and so I just because. The biggest risk is because you have to really know how to pace it because because you start flat, then you go hills, then you finish flat. You've got to be really careful that you don't yeah. spend too much on the flats and early on because you can really, um, you know, if you run it like at marathon pace, you're going to destroy yeah. yourself. So yeah, yeah. plus the, the Adelaide Hills aren't exactly um, they're steep hills. They're short and steep. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of short ups and downs, and some of the sections yeah. are. Um, uh, like they're, it's kind of savage, yeah. So anyway, but that's good. So and the and the down under one three five, obviously, is just a vert. It's it's just a, another punishing race with lots and lots of vert. Yeah, it, it is a vert fest. Yeah, vert. I mean, I think it's got um, supposedly because I don't know the course for two hundred seventeen kilometers. It's got about thirteen thousand meters of vert. <clears throat> Um, but you know, but it's short, steep, and you know, um, we went and practiced a bit on the old course, and, and some we were climbing it, and it's steep, but it's also you're sliding back, you know, so it's it's yeah, it's not just yeah. standard steep. So yeah, so it's it's a hike fest more than more than anything because a lot of it is that kind of trail that you can't run on. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, but I think after this, I want to do some races that aren't quite so hardcore. Yeah. 
you know, I don't know. It would be hard, but like, not so mentally hard. Like, you know, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. something where you can just switch off and enjoy the music. Yeah, a little bit. And in saying yeah. that, Daniel, I'm going to enter the wild. You're doing that, aren't you? Yeah. Are you going to enter it? Yeah. yeah. No, look, that's that's the big. So this race I'm doing is basically kicking off my actual tra- training season for that. Uh-huh. Everything I'm doing this year is geared towards yeah. that. Well, of course, you've had a good look at it. It looks amazing, eh? It's yeah. another look for this. Yeah, you it looks know? awesome. So, yeah, um, I want to finish, do this race, uh, you know, whether I finish or not or whatever, and then um, enter because, yeah. Awesome. You've got to make sure you contact. Um, you'll get a because I think the Wilder was sold out, but I'm sure there'll oh. be a place for you. Just no, you can always it. pick the, the beautiful thing about those races is just before the race, you pick up a ticket because yeah. some fools injured themselves or they've got to go for a work trip or something like that. And yeah. you can always grab that ticket yeah. if you want the long courses, if you want the short courses, those things are like sold out for months. All yeah. I know is, um, yeah, absolutely, Ashley. The bloody, um, the they've held a place. They're holding a place for, for because Anna Frost is doing it. She's the race yeah. ambassador. She's great, but she's great friends with Killian and with Courtney, and yeah. she's um they're they're inviting. They've been invited to come and run, and I mean I'd love it if either of those two athletes came. I'd be like because there's only there's only three hundred people in the one hundred miler, so actually get to meet these incredible athletes i mean it's not a big not as big a deal for someone like but like i'd be like i'd be such a fanboy i think killian if i was going to fan be a fanboy on anyone it'd be killian i think he's just so yeah so good i'm running in his shoes at the moment i've got a pair of salomon pulsars they're so good they're super light and and bouncy and they're good trail shoes but yeah so i just keep daniel we should move on to you yes um Enough about me um, and Down Under and everything else. Let's talk about respecting the race distance that we're um, racing. Did you want to talk to us about your experience with that? Oh, so we did a race a few weeks ago um, up in the Barossa, which is wine country here in Adelaide, and it's where all the good wines come from. And this race, it's called Punk Zupunkt, which is German. It means point to point. Mm. And the, the ironic thing is, was it starts and finishes in the same spot. So it's not really, <laughs> you know, but um, it, it was, it's the, probably the one of the funnest races I've ever done. We went in and into it as just a bit of a, like I didn't have serious expectations. Like it was just meant to be fun. And um, the so I was like 33 kilometers, it's nothing. But I didn't even think about my um, nutrition or fueling at all, really. Uh, and I, treated it i didn't give it the respect it deserved like it's still 33 kilometers mm-hmm. and it's a really weird race too it's, again first five kilometers you start in this beautiful um vineyard and you and then you um first five kilometers is a long just flat road and then you go bang and you hit the hills and you go up into this conservation park called kaiserstuhl and there's a massive climb and you go right up and then for the next uh however far you know 15 20 kilometers it's just un- lots of little undulations. I call it death by a million undulations. <laughs> you, know that, that, you know that kind of terrain? You know, like yes. where it's up there, yes, up there. Sure yeah, it's not, no, no, there's only a couple of like significant hills in there, but they'll, 
just lots of short. Anyway, and I just, I went in and about 12 Ks in, I could really feel, because you do this big climb to get up to the conservation park. And I was like, oh, I've gone out too, a bit too quick. And then I, I thought, oh, I'll just back it off a bit. But my, uh, my hamstrings and my glutes were screaming. And, I, and then I was like, oh, it's all right, I'll just back it off. But then I backed it off and then I had to back it off a little bit more. And then I had to back it off a little bit more. And then I, <laughs> and then I got, went past the last aid station, which was nine Ks out from the finish. And I was a little bit thirsty. And um, I had um, oh, maybe, I only took 500 mils with me. The fluid of 33 k's, yeah. There you go. I know. No, well, the, the, the plan was this is a very good case of do as I say, not as I do. Yes, oh, and I've never, <laughs> I, I have to say, I'm always so meticulous with my fueling, and I really am. So, this one, I didn't, I hadn't even actually thought about it. I thought, oh, 500 mils should do. Um, but then it actually turned out to be a little bit warmer than I anticipated, and it was quite, there was quite a strong, uh, uh, breeze that day and and then so I was coming down the to the front Daniel even sorry to interrupt even on a cool day cool day 500 not enough I would I'd get away with 500 mils on a cool day really, I really would. yeah I no, um I don't, listeners please we don't advocate for that <laughs> you know what, but no what happened I ended up getting into this little battle with this one other guy who was probably about 20 years younger than me and he but and I was like I want to just hit we kept he kept passing me and then I'd pass him but it was like it was like a race to the to the grave because we both were dying in the ass and um, so this was this was Steven Spielberg's the jewel as two runners instead of two trucks eh? pretty much and we it was the whole race we didn't even barely spoke to each other but we were pushing each other along you know it was one of those runs and then I got to the last I went past the last aid station and I and I thought I had about a little bit of I had just a, a, about can, can I ask also what, what nutrition you took with you? I had I did have I had three Morton gels and I had a um uh, one a pure as well. So you know those what's that? A gel pure, or a... it's a gel, pure, it's a New Zealand, it's like they're a lot like spring energy gels, but they're very um they're a bit more liquidy. And then, um, and I, I sort of paused at this aid station, but I thought, oh no, it's only, it's only like nine kilometers to the finish. And the, and, and like three and a half of those kilometers are down, are downhill. So, I just, <laughs> and then I got to the bottom and then I got to five Ks. I hit the bottom and it's like, a, you know, when you let a balloon go and all the, goes, you know, yeah. That's that's what I felt like when I hit the bottom. I hit the flat, and oh. I just I had nothing. I was I was like a deflated. Someone, someone grabbed a piano and whacked it on your back, did they? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah the piano. He's it was, and like I'd had all the warning signs, but I was just like, okay, just just jog it in, just jog it in, and then it went like like I would say last two kilometers, I fully fully hit the wall. Like I I actually had to walk. Um, I just walk running most of the way, like, and um, and then. Oh, I Daniel, I hope, oh, my golly, like, if one of my clients did this, <laughs> I would be horrified. I, I'm sharing this with Isabel. Isabel is squirming in her chair. I am. Listening to this. She is just, this it's horrifying. I'll tell you what else I did. And oh, then, sorry, like, so when, 
with like 400 meters to go. So we, we're actually on the property of the um, the vineyard. So we're literally almost there. I lost I lost three places in the last 400 meters. I still oh finished. I still finished tenth overall. Um, yeah, and then I had um, but I walked. Um, I was walking and I was like, because I, I, I was dizzy. I was like, I'm dehydrated. I'm a dickhead. I'm a dickhead. Don't worry, I'm a dickhead, Isabel. <laughs> and then I, I, I sort of jogged across the finish line. Beautiful setting for the finish. Like, great race. There was a lady playing guitar and singing. Like, wine? I was they, about to say, you start drinking wine now, you'd be smashed. They, they gave us every single finisher got a bottle of wine at the oh. finish line. <laughs> and then, but I walked straight over to the um, aid station and I sat down and the lady at the aid station, this older lady, she goes, oh, he looks a bit wobbly. And so I said, and so I, she gave me a glass of water. I just drank the whole thing straight away. I said, can I have another one? And I sat down and over the next 15 minutes, I drank like five glasses of water and ate and then I finally started to feel better but it was just like that there was like a full-on lesson as it was a reminder not of what not to do and I'm fully aware of it and I've shared this with lots with most of my athletes and <laughs> because it was because I just didn't I didn't really acknowledge the distance properly in my mind I kind of guess I'm treating it like a I mean when I'm when I'm at home on a training run I'll do 20 25 k's in the hills and I won't take food or water with me. I, I agree. Yeah. But it's different when you're racing, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I guess, the, you know, I got that competitive, a little bit competitive for a while there where I was like, so I did push a bit. And, but it just goes to show what a difference um, the fluid hydration makes. Yes. Even yes, just the huge. That 500 mils, it was 500 mils of the liquid Morton. So it was, it was, yeah. Yeah. Like it. Oh, I just can't imagine not having water. You've got gels and and um and yeah and that. What would you have to wash the gels down with? Like, oh God, I'd be more like Ugh. more sugar. No, normally I because I didn't even I just had a handheld. I didn't even carry a pack. Oh my God, so like, I would have been warm too. I, I can I can see your new advertising campaign, Daniel. It Why is. I, I am the best coach because I've done all the stupid stuff already, <laughs> and I can teach yeah, you how I'm, not to. Yeah. I'm like that, that Paul Kelly song, Dumb Things. That's yeah, me. I've done, <laughs> That's right. yep. done all um, the dumb things, yeah. Yeah, but in saying all that, I, like I always say, there's no failures, there's just lessons. Yes, I'll tell you. And some big yeah. ones. Yeah, and look, and I you know what I did. And then last weekend I went out for a, a long run. I did a 50-odd, about 50K or 51 kilometres to be precise. Nice, and I drank. And I was really aware. I was like, okay, I want to drink a lot more. And it made such a difference. I had I had a bottle of Morton, but I also had a bottle of um that I was just refilling with water all the time. And I felt so good. My energy level state remained high for the entire 50Ks. And it's amazing, you just forget how how much your body needs. When you when you're fueling properly all the time, you almost take it for granted. Yeah. That like I like I had a she'll be right mate attitude. I didn't go. I didn't sit down and go. Oh, thirty three kilometers should take me about this long. Like I usually do a bit of an estimate. And but so yeah, it was a mistake. And Why it was, do you um, think you didn't do all of that? Huh? Why didn't you do all of that? Like 
because we were there as a bit of a family holiday and okay. it was like um we were and we were stayed at the caravan park with the kids and we're swimming and it was sort of like it was super like like a sea it wasn't even I wouldn't even call it a sea race I'd call it like a, a d race just a but um, but yeah, and my, my wife, yes. <laughs> yeah, but like 33 kilometers is still 33 kilometers. Yes, it's not exactly. going to sneeze at. And, um, but my well, wife, she um, smashed it. Yeah. Think of it as a good depletion run, I guess, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, that's true. Yeah. That I just did, I just like, I just did a speed session and it was, um, it was sensational. I felt great because I fueled <laughs> and, but yeah. my, just, Big shout out to my wife. She finished third, third lady. She, she's wow! Um, congratulations. She, she's absolutely flying along, and it was a kind of race, best race. I'd say it's the best race on the calendar up here because it's that the the place getters all got actual prize money. Like she got, wow. she got, on top of getting the bottle of wine for finishing, she got a fifty dollar wine voucher from this um, mob called um, Chappie Brothers. So I'm giving them a free shout out because their wine is great, and 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 fifty dollars cold hard cash as well. And I don't know what second and first got, but my wife she's never really been on the podium, and so she was. I mean, she has, but this not. She just was wrapped. You know, it was yeah. pretty, pretty cool. Now so, to make it political, was this part of someone's election campaign? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it's just the handing out money left, right, and center. The, the winery just uh, good marketing, you know, because yes, you know, it is. yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but you know, it was nice to it was a nice atmosphere there, but yeah, so that's that's the lesson is never, yes. I, I think it's important for people to to do a bit of calculations. I mean, I we always go approximately how long do you think 33 kilometers or yes, whatever? Did, I ask, did your wife take fluids and food and whatnot? <laughs> yeah, she, she was smarter than Daniel. She's, no, she, the only difference is she just stopped at the aid station because there's only one aid station. Yeah, so, I mean, you don't have to take stuff if you're planning on stopping yeah. at the aid stations, but if you... Yeah, I just, and I should have, because I hesitated at the aid station, but there was someone at the water and I didn't want to, you know, it was just that stupid thing. It's like, uh, I adopted the she'll be right attitude. I didn't realise how far that nine kilometres was going to smash me. And, um, but it's, you know, this is, that's not something right. I'll do in a hurry ever again. Yeah. Lesson right. learned. Yeah. So Ashley, now we wanted to talk about um, how your return to running is going and how um, listeners can apply that to themselves perhaps. Slowly, slowly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's It's been a very interesting learning curve. I've had to accept a few uh truths that i would tell my athletes and don't necessarily follow but have to follow a bit more now and that's rest mm. you actually need to take rest and 24 hours isn't always enough rest no. no sometimes you need 48 sometimes you need 72 so uh there's that but the the most interesting thing for me at the moment is the whole barefoot thing uh so i was trying to run a game with shoes and it was just crippling like literally crippling it was incredibly painful and uh, I was getting niggles and stuff like that and I was noticing that when I was walking around barefoot nothing hurt mm. and so I just started running barefoot and when I say I started running barefoot I actually had someone pull me over the other day and say how are you running barefoot I can't even walk hmm. barefoot um, it was actually a council worker. A council worker literally came up to me on the oval 
and asked the question, which was kind of weird. Um, in regards to they couldn't because um, of the, you know, needing to toughen up your feet or because of the biomechanics of it? What were they referring to? I think they were referring to toughening up their feet. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I just started with literally with walking 100 metres, running 10, walking 100 metres, running 10, and I've just been doing it on the oval. I have now progressed to doing cross-country on the grass. I have to say that I do prefer that it's rained overnight and then I go running because the ground is just that bit softer. You really do notice the difference in terrain when you are barefoot and you just ask a really start though. to look for stuff more. Yeah. Well, how are you going to progress your runs? Because surely you're limited with the surfaces that you can run on. You don't want to be running on concrete with bare feet and you can't run on rocky trails and whatnot barefoot. So you can't, but by the same token, you can't continue to just run on ovals only. So. No. So that's going to be an interesting step. Basically, um, I am going to try and start conditioning my feet to uh, dirt roads mm -hmm. and running barefoot true barefoot dirt roads. I have purchased barefoot shoes now um, and they definitely work, but I'm still getting a little bit of discomfort from those compared with completely what barefoot. What discomfort do you get? So it's, um, I just get my, my heels and my knees just uh, get a little bit more uncomfortable. Hmm. Um, and biomechanically things are working better barefoot so have, have I, I don't know pains, what's changed have you had those pains like before all of this did you get no no this is all new i wonder why so Come i on. dare say that with the surgery and putting my knees back together or my knee back together you know it's just changed things in oh, there obviously. Yeah. um and you know i there was a significant amount of muscle wastage and i am rebuilding that muscle yeah. and i do wonder whether you know as kids you know, I would have spent a lot of my childhood barefoot yeah, same. and then, you know, I only put on shoes later on. And I'm wondering whether I'm sort of back at that spot where I'm going to have to build up barefoot and then work back into shoes um, as, as time goes on. But I am progressing well. You know, I've, I've run, I have reset everything. That's probably the most important part is I've accepted the fact that all of my PBs that I have had in the past are, are done. And I'd already done that. I already, when I got cancer and I was recovering uh, from my first lot of surgery um, and I just went, right, okay, well, I'm starting from zero because I, I was literally learning to walk again and at that like point. a whole different person and a whole different athlete. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm operating with a different body and yes. I've just accepted that again. I've just gone, right, this is a, a fresh start again. Basically, all those records, forget them all, you are starting afresh and so my fastest 5k was this morning um and i have nice. uh, I, I did that in 27 and a half minutes so that felt really good would be wrapped with anyway yeah so that, that felt really good and i'm and i'm really happy with that it was not uncomfortable it wasn't comfortable but it wasn't uncomfortable uh and the longest i've run is 15 kilometers so mm -hmm. um Good and stuff. I'm going to say that. Can I ask, was that pure running or did you have some walking breaks still? Oh, yeah, no, I'm de that definitely had walking breaks in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I am still very much walking intermittently. Yep. yep. And still using that as, as a recovery 
um, at this point in time. Runners don't understand that when you return to running, you need to include walking. Yeah, you, you've got to let your you've got to let your muscles get that elasticity back in them, yeah. and it, and you don't need a lot of walking. I'm probably walking in every kilometer that I'm I'm still running sub six minute kilometers of when I'm running, but when if you add walking, then they become a seven minute yeah. kilometer. Yeah. Um, and so you know I'm walking hundred meters in each kilometer uh, on that fifteen k k go. Yeah. So yeah. Can I ask it a question? Up, I feel like I've missed something. And why? So why are we going fully barefoot? Like, what's the reasoning behind it? Oh, I wasn't able to run in shoes because of the discomfort. Yeah, it was yeah. just uncomfortable. Like, like I mean, excruciatingly painfully uncomfortable. Hmm. And then I couldn't, I couldn't actually walk afterwards. Like I would go out for a run in shoes, and I couldn't walk. Like I would get up out of a chair and not be able to walk. It, is it um contingent on like uh, whether the shoes have a a drop or, or if they're zero drop shoes would could or even possibly like those vibrant those finger shoes you know like could you do that? So I've 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 used finger shoes in the past mostly because of of walking through creeks and stuff, um, yeah. and I'm not a great fan of them for myself personally. I don't like that whole toe separation thing. Mm. Feels weird. Um, but the, the shoes that I've bought now are, are Merrill. So which ones have you bought now? Oh, Merrill. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah, so I've bought the Merrill, I don't know what they are, Zeros or something, um, but they're a barefoot running shoe. They've got a very nice wide toe box and, and, and they're dead flat. like thin, thin, or is there any padding or what is it on the bottom? There's, there is no internal padding. So there's no, um, what do you call it? The bit that goes in the bottom of the shoe that people Insole? replace. Inner sole, thank you. There's no inner sole. Yeah. It's it's all just stitched together. It's like and the, it's probably it'd be about four mil thick. Yeah, because the vibrams were just like the material, just that dick. So yeah. Meryl's got a little bit more than that, or is it like the vibrams? Oh, it's pretty thin. I, I'd be guessing four or five millimeters. I, I think you, um, could, you should trans you should transition eventually to something like the ultra. Um, because they're all zero drop, but they're proper trail shoes and they you know, they're, I, I mean, I know it's a big step. Have you seen Ultras? Are you familiar with I, Ultras? No, I, I basically, when I went and bought the Merrells, I tried on a bunch of different barefoot mm. shoes and the Merrells just felt the best. So yeah. I've just gone with those. And that's what I've just, they've what I've been wearing to work um, and, you know, wearing around and, and just walking around as such. And then when I'm running at the moment, I'm still running completely barefoot. Yeah. Wow. I, I wonder what um, race directors' policies would be on people running completely barefoot. Well, I, I know you can't do a triathlon barefoot. Like no, that's like, that's definitely yeah. illegal. Um, they they did go through a phase of deciding whether they were going to make that legal or illegal, and they made it illegal. They said, "No, you got to have shoes." I'm sure shoe manufacturers had something to do with that. Um, but, but not just that, I think, um, because insurance-wise, if something happens and then they've got to be responsible for making sure the course is clear of any... Exactly. Crisis, you know, and it opens up so many legal issues. I think that's what I am asking because I think for a trail run event, I can't imagine it being allowed because, oh, my God, imagine if something what? happened and, you know, like, the, the legal the legalities are horrendous. Yeah, so I, I can imagine running in sandals. <laughs> mm. Um no, I can I'm imagine that, that being quite effective. Yeah. So 
And one of my clients, he runs in, in sandals, those special sandals for running, and he yeah. loves it because he has issues with his feet. Um, I mean, I personally wouldn't like it, especially when it's raining and that. Your foot would sort of slide around a bit, I reckon, but, yeah, whatever. Works. Yeah, definitely once sandals get wet, you do slide around in them. There's mm. no doubt about that. Um, they're not gloved as such. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got a, a lot more freedom in there. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm able to run. And, and, and I'm stoked to be doing that. Yeah, and you're doing what works for your body. Um, yeah. Which is what, you know, when we're drilling down to the nitty-gritty of this, is, is like taking it slow, adding in walk breaks, running barefoot. That's what's working for your body and enabling you to get back to running. And what listeners or other people need to do is try these different things and see what works for them. Yeah. Mm. So my plan is to race an ultra by the end of the year. Um, and I've already been thinking about that course and going, oh, could I run that barefoot? And the answer is, I don't think I could because 25 kilometers of it is on road and concrete. Yes. And, you know, that's just, I, I, I can't see running on concrete doing anything but damage. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, the human body. I, the, not the pavement, done. the yeah. road maybe, but yeah, concrete, no way. That, that stuff's just too hard. Yeah, I agree. Um, so some sort of solution will have to be found before then. But at this point, I'm just going to keep building up. Um, yeah. I know that, mm. yeah, strengthening. And then the next thing I want to do is start to head into the mountains. And I'm going. To, I'm honestly going to try heading into the mountains barefoot, but I'm going to take shoes with me. Yeah. So I was like, if, if it doesn't work out, I've got them with me and I can just put, you know, the barefoot shoes on. But if I can go I completely barefoot, of, of the ultras are a good one. They are, yeah, you know, yeah, good shoe. Yeah. So it oh. is good for my bank balance. I, I haven't, I haven't had to blow my shoe budget yet this year. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's that, that positive side. Shoes. Hey? What's that? How much are those barefoot shoes? Um, I, I would. I said to somebody else that barefoot shoes are a bit like bikinis. The less shoe there is, the more expensive they get. Yeah. Yeah. So how much do they cost? Come on, tell us. No, oh, they're 170 odd bucks. Right. Yeah. You could get oh, yeah. a pair of Dunlop so, volleys or something like that that have very little cushioning and um, just they're only about 40 or 50 bucks. And I, yeah. I have tried running in those in the past. The problem is I wore them out in about 50 Ks. Yeah. Well, they're pretty cheap though. If you're running yeah. around, still running on grass and that. But I, I truly think that you could gradually progress to more cushiony shoes because obviously you've got to weigh up what, I mean, if you want to get back to those ultras and back to climbing up um, you know, hill and mountains and stuff, I mean, reality is you're going to have to put some shoes on your feet at some stage. And um, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, I think it's great that what you're doing and I love taking my shoes off at the end of a workout and doing like, if I'm doing strides on the grass and especially if it's like a freshly, like on the AFL pitch, on the just, oh, it's yep. so nice and it's just spongy. And the, you know, the one down at North Adelaide here, the Uni Loop, I go down there and some, and just it feels amazing because it's so well taken care of. And you just, and you're there at like six o'clock in the morning and there's no one or there's people around doing exactly what I'm doing. And so, yeah, it just feels good. You feel like a kid. I, I, I have learned a few things like, Thursdays is a really good run day because Fridays they mow. Yeah. And once they take that little bit of length out of the grass, you, mm. you really do feel it. 
Yeah. Like, you know, and you start to really look for different types of grass. Um, and you also avoid anywhere where there's bare dirt. Bare dirt packs down really quickly. Almost oh, like yeah. concrete. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's definitely, um, I'm learning to run, you know, you know, when you start trail running and you just sort of blunder along, along when you first trail run. And then as you get smarter at trail running, you start to pick your line because you know that certain surfaces will be that little bit faster mm-hmm. or yeah. you'll feel more efficient. I suggest that running barefoot is like the, a step above that. You really, you're actually now really looking for yeah. different types of turf and different types of grass. And um, you really start to look yeah. at what your, you're about um, to put your foot on. Owns your ability to choose a good line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm definitely getting that. When I'm running cross-country now, I am choosing my line very carefully Um, and also keeping an eye out for the glass and for the, you know, anything that's going to puncture your foot. You are well and truly looking out for that. Uh, I can tell you now that I can pick out weeds 10 metres ahead that have got prickles on them. Like, you you can see them and you go, yep, I'm not stepping on that. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Definitely getting more attuned. Yeah. Mm. All right. Awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. So there we have it. We've talked about Barclay. We've talked about respecting the race distance, and we've talked about returning to running. Do we have anything quick we want to just? Yeah. No, for me, the, the, we're, we're we're for Australia. We're heading into the best time of year for running. Oh yeah, yeah. May May is the best month. Hands down, just general. Autumn is is awesome, isn't it? You know, the yeah. cool crisp oh. mornings, the beautiful clear days. Exactly. Not too cold. Yeah. Not too cold and not too hot. It's just absolutely yeah. ideal. Totally you, you get to crack a sweat, but you get to cool yeah. down afterwards. Yeah. So go, yeah, and and like just maze the time to crank up your mileage, and also I I love um, when you can suddenly feel the full effects of your fitness in. Yeah. in weather because in summer your body's just working just yeah. that to stay it's cool good. you know yeah then when you, like today on my, my speed session i was like doing it mostly by feel i was doing 1k repeats and it just everything just felt far easier because it was cooler you know it was yeah. i was cold to begin with and that's a lovely feeling a lovely oh, place yeah. yeah so um yeah get out there and crank those um yeah crank it up you're um we my i want to say we should do this on on a regular basis is um hot hot training tip for the week okay yes give us one all right my hot training this is people often ask me and like you guys have probably been asked like what's the best running hack you know of and this is a running hack that is not that is not actually a running hack and that is the best bang for your buck is go out and do your strides regularly You know, they're easy. And so basically it's about 100 metres. Yeah. And um, just at the end of a, I do it at the end of an easy run or in the last kilometre of my easy run, you just accelerate up to faster than race, much faster than race pace, but you only hold it for a few seconds. That's and it's not an all-night sprint, so we're not busting a gut completely. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you the know, whole thing is so it's not supposed to be, that strenuous on the body and then i walk for 50 or 100 meters and then do it do at least three of those a couple of times a week and 
you'll feel so much more um it just makes everything feel good you know like yeah, yeah. and and I, the- I find sorry I find the same sort of thing when I go out and if I look at my watch and I go oh I'm not pulling the pace that I want to pull today I will then do a walk sprint walk for yeah. a, a, you know 500 600 700 meters and then I will come back up and my pace will have automatically increased so yeah. i use i really like to use striders to actually bring my pace up to the pace that i'd like to be sitting at i also agree with you doing them at the end of a run is just awesome like that's how you get that um oh, what's it called the synaptic change anyway in in your yeah. musculature um for the next day neuromuscular stuff going on when you do strides because it's yeah and um it's not just but i think a lot of people have this idea that everything that we do um when we're doing any kind of speed has to be strenuous like it doesn't exactly it doesn't no no but the hot hot tip for um racing for people who are going to do a race is take more than 500 mils of water i was about to say it's it's got to be hydrate doesn't it yeah. No way, man. Go Sorry, I just had to harp on that one again. No. <laughs> Did you know back in the day, in oh, the marathons, on. back in the Olympic, early know, Olympic yes. life, they never drank. I and know. Was, but that's also, and they were still doing it in like two and a half. I know. But, yeah. No, lesson learnt. And, look, I've never never stopped learning, but also, yeah, never take it for granted. Um, oh. Even, but, no, it's all good. And, and um, has there any, any, either of you got a hot training tip for the day? Or that you, was my hot training My, my, yeah, my, oh, yeah, my hot training tip would just be, you know, if you're comfortable running barefoot, run barefoot. If, if you need to wear, you know, like something that everybody else is not wearing because that's what com- is comfortable for you, it's running at the end of the day. It's not a fashion statement. Yeah. It is you getting out and just enjoying running. Yeah. So whatever it takes. Good advice. Good advice. And Ash, you should get yourself a, a good pair of thongs for our American audience. That's the flip flops. Yeah. Um, but like, bit of some, and just strap them to your foot a bit better. Done. Look at that. Just a little bit. Well, of that that, that might be the go. Yeah, it might be that with some gaffer tape. What about yeah. some Crocs? Crocs. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can only imagine what my feet would smell like after wearing those for a few kilometers. Wow. Uh, no, no, don't use Crocs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks work. for joining us, everybody. We will do this again in a month. This time it will be a month. Um, and, yeah, um, yeah so have, have a good training block, everyone, and let's catch up then. Yeah, sure. awesome. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.